This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. One eighty degrees on I am youth. Luane on one eighty degrees. Shauna on one eighty degrees. One eighty degrees with Zoe George. One eighty degrees on Radio K Pulpit, seven to nine AM. Welcome to 180 Degrees, the last show of 2020. We are so excited. We are literally, the New Year's are less than a week away. I am so, I'm shaking with excitement. I can't wait for it. Guys, can I just say, we've made it. We have indeed made it. And in reference to last week's song, almost there. Last week's groovy movie. Yes. Almost there. Almost there. (laughs) We have almost made the circle around the sun complete. Ugh. I cannot believe it. Ugh, time flies. Actually, this year did not. Actually, this year flew by. It had times when it was really drying by, and other times when it was flying by. But how was the year overall? <laughs> overall, I enjoyed 2020. 2020, mm-hmm. got married. 2020, yeah. got to go on my honeymoon and then straight into lockdown. Wow. Yes. You know what? What a nice precursor <laughs> to lockdown. That is like, okay, one on one time. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, this is marriage. Ugh, <laughs> oh, my 2020. Actually, I didn't. I don't think it was as bad as many people said it was, mm. you know, for me, like, it it, was, it wasn't it was the greatest year for me, but you know what, it wasn't that bad, I really, I learned a lot about myself, I feel like I grew a lot, I had a lot of experiences, and I'm just ready to get rid of this year forever, and never have to come back, I'm and excited for 2021, mm-hmm. and I can't wait for it to come, I want, I can't, and see what it holds. And I trust that 2020, that in 2020, 180 degrees has carried you through those Monday yes. nights. Yes. You know, giving you that kick to the week. Yes, we helped reinvent Mondays as a fun day. <laughs> now we have, as usual, for the last time this year, we have a What's Down in Cape Town. We have a groovy movie. We have a Bible. We have happy health tips. And we are speaking to um, a pastor, Pastor Juanita. From the Maitland Community Church. This is an interview. I say this every week. And I mean it every week. You guys want to stick around for this. You don't want to miss it. We are so excited to share this with you. Now let's just listen to this lovely song. And we will start our show with you guys. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. Welcome to the What's Down in Cape Town. Now, we understand that you spent half of this year locked down, so you want to get out. So we have some places you can go now. Oh, my. I'm like a rapper. An old rapper. <laughs> oh, gosh. Call me Zoe G. Well, <laughs> um, so 
So um, we understand that the year is about to be wrapped up, but these are some things, maybe if you can't get them done in 2020, you can start 2021 Mm -hmm. on a nice fun note. So we have three activities that you might want to get around to. Firstly, you can scooter around Table Mountain. This is interesting. The tour begins the lower parking area or off cliff Nick Road, where you are transported to the top of Signal Hill for your first downhill run. The scooters are non-motorized yet extremely stable. They're used to navigate the slopes of the Swiss Alps during the summer, after all. Hmm. Making for a family-friendly and eco-friendly experience. You need to be at least 10 years old to ride your own scooter, but if you are are as young as four you can be a passenger on one of the scooters you're able to do this from tuesdays to sundays from 9 a.m to 5 p.m it costs 650 rand to drive your own scooter and 290 rand to ride as a passenger now you can find this at klufnik park area in the 209 toffelberg road on the Table Mountain National Park in Cape Town. Next, you can do tandem paragliding over the Atlantic Ocean. Ooh, sounds fun. Now, do not be afraid. You do not need to have any previous knowledge or experience of paragliding. But no, experience of, you don't need any previous knowledge. But experience is necessary. Your instructor will run through some of the guidelines, clip you in securely, and then you'll be attached to an expert pilot. Once in the air, all you have to do is just sit back and relax and gradually glide at a maximum of 40 kilometers per hour to Seapoint's popular promenade. Flights last between 5 and 30 minutes, depending on the wind. So <laughs> hope it's a good day for wind. I want to say windy, but I feel like that would be kind of dangerous. <laughs> so maybe not too windy. So it depends on the wind. And yeah. In perfect weather conditions, the instructor will show you how to steer so that you can fly the paraglider yourself. Be careful to wear comfortable clothing, which includes closed shoes, long pants, and a windbreaker. Don't forget to apply sunscreen and drink some water before the flight. After the adventure, you'll be driven back to the parking area where you started. This adventure is available Every day from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And it costs 1400 for the flight. You can find it at the end of Signal Hill Drive in Cape Town. Lastly, but certainly not the least, you can zip line across the Eglin Valley. I hope I said that correctly. <laughs> I'm waiting for the next line. Go for it. <laughs> you can zip line across that valley. It's based in the Hottentots Holland Nature Reserve, about an hour out of Cape Town. The tour kicks off with a 4 by 4 ride into the mountains where guests are supervised by professional guides and attached to cables that run from platform to platform. The tours depart on the hour, every hour, uh, after every half an hour. And it takes around four hours before the whole park is closed. There are 11 slides in total, some as long as 300 meters, and each ends on a platform into the rugged mountain. The Zipline Park is open every day from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Every tour is open for four hours, and it costs 895 rand for adults. It's not that much cheaper for children, so <laughs> just bring that same <laughs> amount, basically. You can find it, as mentioned before, in the Hottentots Holland Nature Reserve on the R321 in Elgren Valley. Now, that's all we have for this week's What's Down in cape town hopefully if you can't get it done this 2020 you can get it done in 2021 now let's go on down to the groovy movie section of the show zoe on 180 degrees 
Paul Rudy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I walk by the da 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 bamboo. Time to watch the movies. Well, all right. Welcome to the groovy movie section of the show. Now, if you're unfamiliar with what happens in this section of the show, you've had a whole year to find out. But if you're, this is your first time tuning in, let me tell you what it's all about. So we play a clip from a movie or a TV series that you most likely watch when you're a little bit younger. This one was one of the highest grossing movies of the 90s, maybe even of all time. So if you haven't seen this one, I don't even know what to say. They've remade it. They've given it several sequels. They've even made it into its own TV series on the Disney Channel. Oh, for our do you Disney just want to give people. them the name? I'm. You know what? <laughs> Disney has had so many successes. I feel like I, I feel in the nineties they just made so many animations from their very successful movies. So I feel like this could be a variety of things, but also you should know what I'm talking about. I've referenced them before, and I love them. Their live action remake. Ah, you know what? There's nothing I can say without giving it away. So I'm just going to have to tell you guys if you have any idea, and I'm talking any idea what this week's groovy movie is, please come and tell us. If you don't have our number saved, please, please, we would like you to WhatsApp us the answer if you have any idea what it is. The answer must be WhatsApp to 081 729 1657. We would so love to hear from you and we hope that you know what it is. Now sit back and listen up for the last time this year.
180 degrees on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Visit our website now, www.imymovements.co.za. So this evening we are joined by Reverend Juanita Gravenstein. She's from Maitland Community Church, and the church ministers to some of the most vulnerable women in their area, despite the challenges of COVID, as well as the church burning down and having to relocate. This congregation has continued to support and encourage the community around them. Welcome and good evening, Reverend Juanita. Hi, Zoe, and good evening, listeners. Hi, um, this is Inga, and... We are so excited to have you here this evening, or to have you on the line with us. So could you tell us a little bit about your community and its context? Sure. Um, so I'm a minister at Maitland Community Church. So Maitland is an area uh, around Fortrakerwag in, in Cape Town. And it's an area that has changed a lot in the last um, 20, 30 years. It's very industrialized now, but it still has a very high population density. It's a very diverse community with an influx of a lot of foreign nationals. And it's one of the areas in Cape Town with the highest number of homeless people. Mm. Um, there are not a lot of homeless shelters around. And so a lot of the people we've, we've known for quite some years and they are, um, yeah, they are people that we know. Uh, the church community there is very tightly woven, and um, they know the people that are on the streets or living in informal settlements and so on. And um, they've come to know them as, as people who frequent uh, our church and, and come for support to the church and so on. And uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, we knew that uh, these people living on the margins would really, um, really be in deep trouble and... We really needed to step up our work in um, in being the church for them. Yes, I can understand that it must have been a, a tough time and a different, like a transition for you guys. Yeah. So what have been the greatest challenges for you as a minister and the community leader during the lockdown period? Well, I think uh, just realizing that um, all the protocols, all the laws, um, uh, with the lockdown going in effect will have a devastating impact on on these households and the individuals um, living in, in places like uh, Maitland and Kensington and the informal settlements. Um, uh, food and safety and violence uh, were, were major problems and uh, p- problems that the police uh, that are that the government didn't nearly you know um, they didn't understand the implications they are. Mm. So it was very difficult for me living in a more protected area, coming from the suburbs, and just seeing how worlds apart um, people live uh, there and in the informal settlements and uh, what was normal for us in the suburbs. So um, we just realized that we had to do what we can to to really um, strengthen these communities to inform them, just to give them the basic, basic needs. And um, yes, for, for for homeless people, we knew especially this was a time of fear and 
and uncertainty because they were not allowed to, to sleep in the places that they were sleeping. And yes. all the police of fear and uh, not necessarily as people being there to protect them. So in these conditions, people still had to figure out a way to survive. And we knew that our resources were also limited. We couldn't give everything that they really needed. And just, uh, yeah, being humble and doing what you can. Wow, that is, I'm, excuse me, I'm so, like, I can't even put into words how I feel because I know that the devastation, the lockdowns were for a good cause to help us not facilitate the spread of COVID-19. But something that I don't think many people realized, especially at the beginning of the lockdowns, was how um, they would affect people economically, especially people in low income mm-hmm. areas mm-hmm. who were generally mm-hmm. depending on maybe like day to day work, live hand to mouth. And now that everyone has to stay at home, um, mm-hmm. they are not able to make that money or get food. And I feel like, especially in the suburbs, I live in the suburbs as well. And I feel like the people who are privileged enough to not have to has issues at this point in time they may not even really understand what's happening so i'm so thankful that the church is able to still step up and be there for homeless people who don't necessarily have anyone to or anywhere to go now like that the church is able to provide them with like things that they need and what you're doing is so it is so important and i know everyone you help is so thankful for your church and everything Mm -hmm. and i just like to ask as well how has your congregation in particular continued to serve the community at in these trying times so yes uh we even before the lockdown we had uh, soup kitchens uh, weekly um you know catering to the homeless people and the people in formal settlements so we really stepped up these services, just providing people um, food. We we did it uh, three times a week at least, and we uh, started uh, looking for donations to put together food parcels and giving them to families that yes have have lost their jobs and um, you know have lost their homes in these times, not being able to pay rent or whatever. Um, and trying to educate people around uh, the reality of COVID being a, you know, something invisible. And um, if you don't have TV or radio, or whatever, it's, it's difficult for people to understand the complexity thereof. So we try to educate people and giving him, giving them masks and sanitizer and so on. And it was also winter, so and winter is always a trying time for for homeless people, so we tried to also just give them uh, some blankets and beanies and whatever we could we could gather from from other churches and communities. So we were really thankful that that the church, um, uh, the wider church, actually made available some some funds that we could step up our um, own uh, delivery of food and um, just yeah, you know, just being there for people. Uh, being able to talk to them, giving them a bit of support while they are there, um, waiting in line. Um, yes, so as I said, that is that is the main thing we focused on. I know a lot of other churches were able to open their doors um, for people to sleep and so on, but 
we just didn't have enough resources to um, to administrate that. So um, that's what a meeting weekly with these people, getting to know them and um, hearing about their problems and just trying to to do what we can. Um, that was that was mostly what we did. I would like to ask. You said um, while you were explaining um, what your congregation does that you educate people on like COVID like I would just like to ask how how do you do that well um, what we did was uh, we had somebody come in from the CAN network um, the local community action network and um, yes so she while they were waiting for the food um, we explained you know the the, um, how the virus spreads and um, the basic safety protocols and so on and unfortunately, people don't take it in the first time, so mm-hmm. you just you have to repeat it every single time, the importance of social distancing, wearing masks, washing your hands. Um, so it's, it's not by, um, you know, by a pamphlet or anything, it's just by talking to people um, again and again and trying to... to to let them understand the seriousness of the situation. So in these times, we actually had a COVID case in one of the soup kitchen staff, and we had to close and um, sanitize the area, and everybody had to go in isolation. And I think that really got it over to people that that this mm-hmm. is, is really serious um, and still in those times, we try to do some alternative things to provide for the people, giving them food vouchers and so on, so that they, you know, they didn't have nowhere to go. I think that was it. Yeah. And it seems it seems very effective. I agree about, like, the repetition, because I think the first time people hear it, they often downplay it. It, mm. it just never, it never really seems that real until it's something is in your Close face. Close to home, yeah. Yes. I would also like to ask how God has manifested himself in this situation in any way, specifics or non-specifics. Yeah, so I would I would really like to ask this question to, to the people that came to our soup kitchen. And, um, you know, a lot of them are not religious. Uh, to hear how they experienced God and, and, and what we did. But for me, it was amazing to... Um, to see these, a lot of these people survive, um, despite the very challenging circumstances, um, and just realizing that we have a lot in common, um, that these are also our brothers and sisters, being humbled by the, that experience, and also, I mean, I, I think I've learned so much more than um, necessarily the people receiving has has learned, but um, just seeing how people are still able to find joy and have a sense of humor despite really trying um, and in just um, circumstances um, tells me something about yeah how God is also just present in their lives and mm-hmm. um, gives them hope in a way. So. Uh, yeah, I'm just grateful for that. And, and I'm grateful that in this time we could really focus on the most vulnerable. Sometimes churches um, get so swept up in, in, in a lot of things and really don't see the need that is around us and really give attention to it. But in this time, we were really able to focus on where the greatest need was and and to see that and to experience that and also 
just to remember that God said that He comes to us in the hungry, He comes to us in the homeless, and um, experiencing a blessing through through living nearer to these people. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. Amazing work that you guys at Maitland Community Church is doing. And if there's if there are people that would like to, you know, donate or contact the church, how can they reach you guys? I think the best way is just to contact me directly. Um, uh, I, I can give you my email or my cell phone number. Um, yes, yes. Okay, so uh, my cell phone is 81 219 4750. And then um, my email address um, is Maitland Kark, uh, K E R K, as in if a con, <laughs> at mweb.co.za. M- awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, and thank it's, you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. It was it literally was our pleasure having you on mm. and hearing these things. And I I just love it when the church does things for the community as you know, we yeah. should. And like, especially in these mm-hmm. trying times, whenever we drive to the um, radio station from where I live, we drive behind a certain road and you see you really just see the informal settlement there really expanding towards the road. So mm. it becomes very clear just how. COVID is affecting all of us whenever we I drive to work. So I'm mm-hmm. so thankful that there are people who are able to step up and help those who unfortunately cannot help themselves. And we just like to say thank you. And that we hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. We hope you enjoy the new year. And that, yeah, thank you again for having us. I mean, for being on, but, for giving us the pleasure yes. of being on. Thank you for the opportunity. It's wonderful to share as well um, and to uh, to hear that other people are also concerned and have a heart for, for yes, for those who are really living on the margin. Thank you. Enjoy. Goodbye for now. Okay, bye. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I Am Radio. We are getting into the Bible quiz right now, one of our favorite, just one of many of our favorite sections. And before that, we had an interview with Reverend Renita. So just for those of you who wanted contact details, and Renita gave us her cell phone number at 081-219-4750. That's 081-219-4750. And her email at Maitland. Kerk at mweb.co.za. That is if you want to get in contact with the Maitland Community Church, if you guys would like to donate, if you guys would like to get involved. So, the Bible quiz for tonight. We have an interesting question. Ooh. Were Jesus and John the Baptist related? Hmm. As simple as that. Were hmm. Jesus and John the Baptist created? Related? <laughs> huh. This is interesting. I feel like I know the answer, but like, I don't know this. I, You know what? I don't even want to go into it. That's the thing about the Bible quizzes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're going to have our answers for you guys back just in a moment. And this is how you do it. Send us a WhatsApp on 081-729-1657.
Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. We have come to the happy health tip. The last one for 2020. So, this happy health tip is titled... How to feel more rested when you haven't had much sleep. Mm-hmm. And yes, we're looking at you New Year's Eve. <laughs> Number one, caffeine is your friend. Although the effects aren't long lasting and actually won't help at all, if you're a seasoned coffee drinker, it is a lovely way to start your day. Amen, sister. <laughs> I love starting my day with a good cup of coffee. Uh, Joe, I wanted to say coffee, but Joe just sounds so much more comforting. (laughs) Number two, fresh air. Get outside and breathe in the fresh air. The change of scenery and the crisp morning air will help you feel a bit more revitalized. Number three, get moving. Exercise is a great way to get your blood pumping and to get you to feel more awake and energized. Exercise something myself and Zoe have been working on for 2020. (laughs) Indeed. Hopefully I'll be better in 2021. (laughs) We will. We will. Number four, a cat nap. Try a 20-minute nap to to reset your brain and remember to set an alarm so you don't oversleep as this could make you feel even more groggy. Hmm. And the last tip is schedule in an afternoon nap yes naps. sleeping <laughs> this is I'm my loving life. This. <laughs> naps aren't just for old people naps are for people who want to attend the new year's day braai with their friends after not sleeping much over new year's eve get your pillows get your blankie and get to napping yes oh my goodness naps are so important i know in like spain they have siestas right and i feel like they're a very productive country we frown on naps as a society because we think it's for lazy people but you know quick cat naps can really have you feeling revitalized i can attest to that so true yesterday i just took a nap for no reason and you know i woke up feeling very energized it was sensational was amazing. And you know that one tip said, don't forget to set an alarm. And yes. I can say, like, if you haven't set an alarm, you mm-hmm. will feel you worse will. afterwards. You, you will feel it afterwards. You'll need to take a nap for your nap. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And just like that, we have come to the end of another show. Yes. But before we end, I have done this in the past so many times. I've forgotten to give them the answer for the Bible quiz. It's so hilarious. <laughs> yes. No, Zoe? Yes, I am. But we will not do that today, guys. We have it for you. So (laughs) the question was, were Jesus and John the Baptist related? The answer is yes, they were. Hmm. Although it is not explicitly stated how, we know that their mothers were kinswomen or cousins by either blood or marriage. And this would mean that they were related through their mothers. And we can see in Luke 1 verse 36, it says, Luke 1 verse 36 says that... 
You know what's interesting, actually? Like, as a child, I always just thought that they were cousins because I knew mm. that they were related through their mothers. But I, I didn't, didn't know how. I didn't yeah. know how. So I always just imagined that they were cousins. But, like, I never, ever thought mm. that Mary and Elizabeth were sisters. For those of you that needed more proof, yeah, my with Luke 1 verse 36 that says, What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. Mm. People used to say she was barren, but she was she has conceived a son and is now in a sixth month. Amen. God doing miracles. And yes, we did not forget this week's Bible quiz answer. We are so thankful that you guys are here. <laughs> and yeah, as we've said before, the time has really flown by. Yeah, really. It's insane. Next time we next time we're with you guys, it's twenty twenty one. Exactly. Hopefully in twenty twenty one the time will just move just a tad bit slower. You say that now. And yes, then and then I blink. Come twenty twenty one and then you're like, Why is things taking so right? long? Yes, and I'm like, Oh my goodness, how long is January going to be? <laughs> January is that month, it yeah. Is long, it's like three months. If January is one month with like it's three months altogether pretending to be a month, mm. I'm telling you. Just using the same name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> insane but yeah guys this is the last time you'll be hearing our voices this year and our voices from 2020 when this has been a very long year and we're so glad that you guys have decided to join us on this year now for the last time this year this is 180 degrees signing, signing out. out tweet us at i am why movement this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit on 729 a.m Visit us on www.carepulpit.co.za